Welcome to For Pinoying Life with me, your host, Dina. Every Wednesday, a brand new episode where we attempt to for know your life. I'm a mama, an educator, and a blabbermouth here on the podcast trying to ace my life, but I'm going to be honest with you, a C-plus is okay in my book. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow me, and let's talk more every single Wednesday. Hello, welcome back. It's me, Dina, for Pidoin Life. We're back. Took a little break ski last week. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So much going on. Little man graduated. And most schools are out of school, except for mine. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. We start later. A lot of the schools start in August and we don't start until after Labor Day. So we're winding down. I've got a couple more days and then hello, summer. Hello, getting up at 6 instead of 5.30. <laughs> that is mainly because my kids are early risers. I don't think, and my son is older, I don't think these kids have ever slept past 7 o'clock or maybe 7.30. <sighs> there was one time where my daughter slept in, and that's because she was up all night. But other than that, no. We are early risers in this house. And I'm going to be honest, I appreciate the early rising because it makes my day feel longer. But I can't tell you the last time I slept past 8 o'clock. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. But I'm like I said, I'm okay with that. I get things tackled. I feel like on the weekends I'll get the laundry done and – you know, it's 10 o'clock and I'm like, all right, wow, still feel like it's super early, which it is, and let's get some things done. So here we are. It is the end of a school year, the 2022-2023 school year. Seniors are graduating and I know the seniors that I am so excited for to see them graduate this week. I'm a teacher for those of you who don't know, and it's, I remember my high school graduation and remember just being ready for college, but not. And it wasn't until graduation night, receiving my diploma and going, oh, okay, what do I got to do now? <laughs> like, what do I do now? And it was such, it was such a moment because your whole senior year, you're ready. You want to be done. You're, you know, you know where you're going to college, or at least you hope you do. And then you graduate, and you're like, "All right, what do I do? <laughs> like, what do I honestly do?" And coming from my family, I was the first to go to college. And my older sister didn't go, and I had no idea. I had no idea what I was doing. So here we are. Many, many moons later, and I am watching my younger brother graduate high school. I watched my little graduate his grade, and yeah, I'm ready for this summer. Like, let's do this. Let's enjoy this summer. Last summer, I had surgery. The summer before that, I had my daughter. Like, let's do this. Let's do this. So welcome back. Ready. Here we are. Super excited. Um feeling better, even though I'm just tired because my daughter kept me up all night last night, but healthier. We are eating better. We are, I'm saying we as in like 
I don't know why there's more than one of me, but maybe there are, maybe multi-personality here. But I'm just, I'm doing better. I I guess when I say we in this household, like we're making better food choices, even though I really want the ice cream cake that is in the freezer. Oh my God. What if I have a little sliver? I'm going to work out. Like I'm going to work out tonight. So I feel like if I have the ice cream cake and then I move my body, then some of those sugars will go towards that instead of just hanging out like fat, like that, <laughs> whatever. So um, I was so excited. It's, it's actually interesting. My MTV moment, which was the last episode I posted two weeks ago, actually did really well. Lots of listeners on that one. And I couldn't help but continually think about everything that I have accomplished. And mainly what that stemmed from is I was really hard on myself about something and I was just kind of pulling that negative energy. And then I thought about all the greatness that's been in my life and that I've been blessed with and what I'm blessed with right now. And that moment, I think, God, that was epic being in the city and all that. And what I promised you was that I wanted to talk about the real, the raw, the unedited version of the music industry. And as I talk about it and as I prepare myself, I'm so much wanting and wishing to go back into it. Like my poor guitar, I have a beautiful Taylor guitar and it's just hanging out over there on the wall with my first one. Now my first guitar, I got a classic guitar from Amazon. Now this is back in 2000. Oh my God. 2009. I don't know. I got to check my dad. No. Oh my God. 2006. Oh, wow. So my dad signed it. Um, on September 17th of 2006, I told my dad, I wanted him to autograph my guitar and date it because this was the day that I got my first guitar. Again, it was from Amazon, super cheap, um, but I got a classical because it's nylon strings. So this way um, I could learn to play because on the regular guitars, totally different strings, right? So nylon was a little bit easier. But the difference too that I loved about learning on my classical is that the neck is so much wider. So it helped me like with my dexterity and all that stuff. Um, but my tailor's just hanging out. And I know my tailor's just like, what are you doing? Like, play me, please. My classical, I have to totally restring it because I broke the strings. So it's more of a decor piece. But I do, I want to get back into this. And here's what made me think about why I want to talk about this. There are so many talented individuals in the world today. It's insane. Like you watch these talent shows or you just go to like a high school play and you just hear these people singing and you're like, oh my God. And today you have the internet. Like if you are someone who can sing really well and you are not on Instagram or any social media platform letting yourself be known, what are you doing? I wish I had these platforms back then. I wish I could pop open my phone to an Instagram live when I was playing in New York City with my guitar and singing and just like, look at me, look what I'm doing. I, gosh, that would have been epic. Just to capture that, like I recently, I don't know if you remember, I said on a previous episode, I was able to get into my HP computer, which is so old. God, I think it's from like 2010. And all of my performance videos are saved on this computer. I have to take the mother, I have to like download. I got to throw it on my um, 
drive because I need all this stuff. And it's just so epic to watch. And I think about the quality is pretty funny, first of all. But I think about today how there's so many ways to just put yourself out there. You don't even need – I mean, it sh- you should go out and do open mic nights, but like you can literally have an open mic night in your studio and just have people tune in live and it's like, yay. So I remember early on, I think I was 17, and my dad took me to a studio where he worked and the – epic moment about this studio is because this is the studio that Alicia Keys would record in. This is the studio where Alicia Keys was discovering her talents, her music. So just being in the studio alone was just like, oh, like, I don't care. I don't care. Like, I I don't have to ever sing in here. I just want to be in a room where greatness was once was. And Alicia Keys lived in the building. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, well, with her mom. She moved out, but her mom still lived there. And I met with a producer. And what I – the only thing that I knew is I needed to record stuff. So the cool thing is in my old town, there was a um, like a record CD shop. And what they invested in is they had a karaoke booth. So it was like a legit studio, and I think you could record a song for $25. Now, for me, this was epic because, A, I could afford something like that because I didn't have money for studio time. Like, studio time was so expensive. So I went there, and I think the – oh, my God. The first song I've ever recorded was Hilary Duff, So Yesterday. Do you remember the song? So yesterday, so yesterday. And what I didn't realize when I first started singing – is I was trying to match the artist that I was singing their song. And I thought that's what people wanted to hear. You know, like if Hillary Duff is so great, Britney Spears, all these, you know, singers, I had to match their voice. So I had that song and one other song. I can't remember what other song I sang. Oh my God, I have to find it because I'm sure I like laugh at myself. Um, so I took those songs to the producer and – He listened to them and he's like, I love the sound. I love everything about it, but I think you need more practice. And I I totally – like at the time, I was kind of defeated, but I was only 17 and I've only been singing a year now. Like I discovered, I guess, singing when I was in high school and I did a talent show and um, that was kind of like the intro, like let's, let's really do this. So then I started recording. I started, I, what did I do? I started recording more songs. And then I found someone who actually lived right next door. They had a studio because they did engineering for movies. And I was like, I want to record my own song. Like, I, I want to have my own song. I want to, I just want to make music. And the studio time was fair, like, the price was fair. So I also was fine doing like open mic nights in the city. And every time I got up on stage, there was always this like, oh, are you going to be like Britney Spears? Like you need to show more skin, be sexy. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like I was vibing with Ella Fitzgerald, Etta James, Melody Gardot. Like these were the voices that I wanted to emulate. I wanted to find that Ooziness to where if the music stopped, the voice still carried everything and you just floated with that sound. 
So then I was like, okay, I'm going to have to teach myself to play guitar. Like I could play piano, but it's such like, I can't carry a piano with me and a keyboard is heavy. I'm like, I want something that I can pop on my hip and just call it a day. Also, I was totally just vibing with Ryan Cabrera at the time. (laughs) And like he played guitar and I just thought it was so cool. So I bought myself a tailor. I have never played guitar my whole life only piano. And they say, if you could play piano, you could play guitar. So I was on YouTube and I was learning chords from watching YouTube videos. And I just put together some chords. I strummed. I made a, I wrote a song. Writing has always been easy for me. So I can write songs very easily. If I have a melody, the song, it just works. So I recorded that song in its acoustic version. That song actually made a acoustic compilation, a acoustic CD compilation, which is so cool because one of my songs is, you know, I mean, it's, it's so long ago and it's, it was just like a bunch of acoustic people on a CD. I actually have to find it because I want to listen to it. Like I haven't heard my song in so long. Like what was I, what am I thinking about? Like I need to listen to these tunes. Then I really wanted to start making money and The only way to do that was to perform at a club and the club, they want pop music. So I worked with an engineer. We took my acoustic song and turned it into a pop song so that this way um, they were able to put it in the club. And then this club had ties to like KTU and Z100 when you would hear um, for what's, you know, like that, that club announcement at night tonight, uh, DJs like that guy. My song then would get snippets played on the radio when I was performing at this club. And then they paid me like a stupid amount of money, like sweet money to perform. And I remember like some nights there could be 50 people there. And then other nights there was 200. And I remember my last performance there, there must have been 250 people in there. And it was the biggest high of my life just performing. Like I had my sister and my friend who were my backup dancers. So that was pretty cool. And, you know, it just felt like a Jessica Simpson moment when she had like her sister and her backup dancers and the crowd loved us. Like I got off stage. People were like talking to me. It was like the biggest high in my life. Now, don't get me wrong. It was a moment. It was epic. I loved it. Like 250 people, like I'm singing. But I wanted, I still wanted to play the music I love, that acoustic moment. Like my warm-up songs were Jewel. Like I love Jewel. I love that vibe, everything about that. But I also knew that right now it was pop princess world. You know, if you want to be in the industry, you have to have a poppy, catchy song and this is what you have to do. So I did both, right? I was performing with a blues jazz band and then I was performing at the club with my pop song. Then my uncle threw me a bone. He's like, hey, do you want to be a part of our 70s band? And I was like, yes. But the only problem was the 70s band sometimes was playing like super late at night. So I'm driving down the shore to perform. And then at 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm driving halfway, uh, pulling over in a pit stop so I don't fall asleep in the car, and then getting up for work the next day. Like it was it was hard. <laughs> it was hard. So I think that, you know, one of the scariest things then – was as I continued to grow, um, you know, people were taking me seriously and what am I doing with my career? And, you know, I, I, I'm doing headshots. I'm recording more music. I have different songs. I'm working with different people. I recorded with a producer. Um, we, he was a songwriter, so he needed me to sing the music 
to send to uh, Hillary Duff. And she loved the songs, but she didn't want the songs. So that totally stunk. Cause like, oh, that would have been so cool. But um, at least, you know, I, I got to work with probably over 10 different producers, engineers, um, songwriters, and just having that experience in the back pocket kept me motivated. And then after that, I was so afraid that I couldn't make it in the industry. I think I feared that if I didn't make it, what do I do? I didn't want to just be a wedding singer. Like people are like, oh, if you want to make it, you got to be a wedding singer. And I, I didn't want to just be a wedding singer. I wanted to be a performer. I did a lot of Broadway auditions, off-Broadway auditions. I actually shied away from Broadway and I probably shouldn't have done that. But in realistic terms, I had to choose which path I wanted. Do I want to be a Broadway star or do I want to be a performer? And I always said my moment in time, like all I ever wanted was to perform in Madison Square Garden. Now, obviously, I am not a singer anymore, right? So I don't think that's ever going to happen. But I was down in North Carolina in this, I think it was like a, was it a church? I don't know. It was a church, a huge church. And everything was so echoey. And I just started singing and I didn't realize people were in there and they started clapping when I was done. But I was like, you know what? That was my Madison Square Garden moment. Like right there was my Madison Square Garden moment. I think my other moment that I checked all the boxes for me was I brought my guitar in to one of my classes and I performed my song and they were just like, starstruck and they loved it. And I'm like, you guys stop. I'm so, I'm like, I'm nobody. I just, I'm me. And they were just so intrigued. And some kids started singing after that. Some of them wanted to buy guitar. And I think those moments I forget, and this is kind of piggyback from two weeks ago, I beat myself up all the time about how, like, well, I never made it. But I, I, I did. Like, I did so many things and I worked with so many great people. And I think that's where if you want to be in the industry, you have to stick to your roots, A. Um, Jessica Simpson's book, oh my God, so good. Like want to listen to it again. I listened to the Audible because she did the voice for it and it made it more realistic. But I think if it's something you truly want to do, like what's the worst thing that comes out of it? Like nothing, but you tried, you did it. The music industry is – it's an interesting place. Um, I think you definitely have to go in finding a uniqueness. You can't go in and try to be somebody else because then they're just going to tell you what they told me in the beginning, that I was very green and I had no idea what that meant. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, you know, yay. And it's like, nope, <laughs> that means you're pretty basic. But I think you have to work with a lot of people in the industry, listen to them, take their advice. You don't have to do exactly what they want to do. But if you're going in fresh and you have no idea, you, like anything, you have to learn from all those avenues. And I think that's what gave me my opportunity to do the MTV Say What Karaoke and to work with all these engineers and be in bands and just perform and then have 250 people just clapping for me and knowing nothing about me, but just, oh my God, we're here to see Dina. And I was just like, wait, what? Like, that's crazy. I just got chills. That's so cool. So yeah, I'm going to find, I have to, I have to upload. I'm going to take some time this summer. Obviously I'm almost done teaching, but I'm going to take some time this summer. I want to take everything off from my old computer and all of my best singing moments. I just want to post them and I just want to like, oh, it's going to be a good time. And I have to get my CD. Like where the heck is it? Like this is bothering me. 
And the song is like so not this time, but maybe I can mess around with it and turn it into something. I have some engineering skills. We'll mess around with that. Or I'll send it to like some of those people on Instagram who are like super awesome with like mixing stuff. I'll be like, make me love this again. Like turn this into epicness. Is that a word? I just made it a word. Who cares? But thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in and always tuning in. If you are not following me yet on the Instagram, it's thequeenbuzz.com. It's thequeenbuzz.com. I post everything and anything there. I'm actually going to be doing some fun fashion hauls if you're into that, where I'll be trying on clothes and you could laugh or love me, whatever. Just follow me on the Instagram so you never miss a beat. And yeah, let's talk more next Wednesday. Oh, and happy first day of summer. 